Hello and welcome to the Grapeseed Official Podcast. In this episode of Grapeseed Friends, we have a very special guest. If you have watched the new Advanced Classroom Management video in the Master Teacher series in the teacher training course, or looked at a lot of class examples posted for Unit 7 in the Grapeseed Materials and Effective Teaching Examples course, you will have seen her in action. Today, we welcome the all-star teacher, Alina Shishina, to our show. Welcome to the podcast, Alina. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Now, you say you're excited, and I hope this is exciting <laughs> for our listeners because it's truly exciting for me. Alina and I have never talked or met in person, but I've been very impressed with the class videos I've seen of her teaching. When we started this podcast, I knew that I wanted to shine the spotlight on her a little for all the wonderful videos she has shared with us. So here we are. Thank you. My pleasure. Yeah, so let's get started with some basic questions. How long have you been teaching Grapeseed, and what was your first impression of the curriculum? Uh, well, I've been teaching Grapeseed for, um, I guess, three years, and I can truly say that it was kind of a challenge for me. At first, I thought, oh, no, what okay. they have dragged me into. <laughs> I How so? Learn, yeah, I had to learn some new materials, then I had a test, and I was like, come on, what is going on? (laughs) It was completely different from other teaching programs, but it was the right decision, I guess. And now, uh, and since that, my teacher's life has changed. So it was um, kind of a hard thing, Uh, lots of new stuff. And, um, you know, um, it was like, really pretty different from the things that I do now, um, from other uh, teaching things. And, um, but now, you know, uh, I'm fine. (laughs) So I got used to it. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a favorite material or unit? Um, You know, uh, each unit has its own like magic and I cannot <laughs> choose only one, but I do have the favorite material and okay. this is um, everybody grows from unit five. Ooh, the classic. Uh, yeah. And why telling this story to my students, I saw some of the most powerful reactions. My uh, students felt the story so deep, even, even to tears. Um, mm. it, was, it was a surprise for me. I didn't expect it at all. It, it was cute. So yeah, it has mm, certainly left its mark as I see. Yeah, definitely. That song, they actually use it at Mason in Sendai for the graduation song when kids graduate kindergarten. Right. I love it, really. It's great. Yeah, so as you can imagine, all the parents are crying all the time whenever they hear this, (laughs) especially with the the graduation ceremony. Yeah, the melody is great also. Ah, It's a wonderful material. So tell us a little bit about your school life. How many classes do you teach and what units are you currently teaching? Uh, You know, my school life is quite simple, but very busy, uh, of course, (laughs) in a good way. (laughs) Our school is full of different events, holidays and some stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And the whole year we have something to take part in. Uh, Actually, that's good. It helps to unite with children and colleagues. Uh, And I think my job is not only about teaching children, it is also about being a person to whom students can come and tell me everything or ask for advice. So sometimes I'm even more mentally tired than physically, but I really enjoy what I'm doing. 
So every day I teach three groups of grapeseed, of course, plus other lessons. Mm-hmm. And uh, two groups that I have are starting unit eight now, and one group is on unit 11. Oh, wow. And that's uh, really nice to have yeah, different levels. It helps to improve my skills as well and to learn something new each lesson. Yeah, I love hearing you talk about that you're not just the English teacher. You also are trying to be just so connected with your students and have such a good rapport that they're always, they always feel that they can come talk to you about anything. I think yeah, that's right. I'm trying to be, kind, I can say kind of a friend, why not? Yeah, yeah. Outside of class, it's important to be friendly with the students and really kind of build that connection. Yeah, I think a lot of teachers could really benefit by trying to be more connected with their own grapeseed program in a similar way to what you're doing. Of course, it's very important, I think. Great. So let's change gears a little bit here. And watching your videos, I would say one of your greatest strengths is your classroom management. Did it come naturally to you or was it something you had to improve on over time? Oh, I wish it could come naturally, but (laughs) it was hard work. Uh, Mm. Work on my character, work on a teaching method, and of course, overall work on myself. Uh, Fortunately or unfortunately, I'm very demanding on myself. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes it is very difficult to assess the situation soberly. It has always seemed to me that I was doing something wrong. It's stuck in my head, you know, like, you can't do it better, keep going. And of course, and of course, I want to thank my trainer. Really, <laughs> nothing would have happened without her. She shared like a tremendous experience with me. And she continues helping me till now. And I'm very happy that we are friends, not just like, you know, for business. Do you want to name drop the, the name of your trainer for a little of bit of... Course. <laughs> of course, I do. This is Marina, my great Marina. Ah, <laughs> uh, we love Marina. she's so great really that's great so it's you started out maybe not being that great at classroom management but you really focused on your own skills and improving yourself and also listening to your coach and now you're at this point where we're using your videos as the example for all teachers of how they should be controlling their own classrooms so look at you you've come a long way Mm -hmm. that's great So what is something a student of yours has said recently during class in English that really impressed you? (laughs) Oh, um, there was a case and one of my students once told me, now, Miss Alina, I understand why we learn English and that this process can be very exciting. So I realized that the goal is achieved. So this is the main thing I have heard. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. Um, It was kind of the beginning of the year and um, we just started um, learning English. That Mm -hmm. was, I guess, my first class that I took. And um, yeah, one, one boy, he was like so excited. Miss Alina is jumping, crawling, running all the time, singing. And he goes, wow, is it really an English lesson? I was like, yes, it is. Yeah, and he, was, and he told me like that. And he was like, oh, come on, I'm so happy. 
Yeah, so you've, you've made your classroom so engaging and fun for your students that they're not even aware that they're learning another language. They're just so fascinated by your teaching style that they're learning the language without knowing that they're actually learning a new language. Yeah, sure. Even when I, they come to my classroom, like they cannot speak Russian, of course, and it, like it is fine. And they just can't, they just come and um, naturally, you know, behave naturally. Everything is good. Everything is nice. So that's great. So we know that there's no perfect teacher. So what is something that you're trying to improve about your own teaching even now as a many year veteran? Mm-hmm. Sure, actually, uh, I can't choose just one thing. Uh, I'm trying to be better than I was yesterday. Um, Always learn something new and learn for sure from mistakes. And with the help of these tips, I improve various aspects of teaching. I think we have to learn always something new. Like this is the main point, Mm. especially in our teaching life, yeah. Yeah. Is there something specific that you're working on or is it just general trying to grow and get better? Um, you know, as I told before, it turned my way of teaching upside down and I started being more attentive to my students, like learn to hear them and to create a friendly and language learning atmosphere. Uh, moreover, Grapeseed has changed my point of view on praising students. In truth, I uh, didn't attach any importance to this before. And now I feel and see what result it gives. And as I think the main task of teachers uh, to make children fall in love with language, I mean teachers like of foreign languages, if it happens, then it will be easier, much easier, like later. Mm, absolutely. So when you're preparing for a class, so you, have, you said you teach three English mm-hmm. lessons, uh, three grapeseed lessons. So when you're preparing to teach your classes for your day, can you walk us through how you prepare? What is your thought process? Yeah, sure. Well, after each lesson, I just sit down and analyze what I did wrong and what could be changed. Mm. Then, like while preparing, I pay attention to it and think of more things that I can do during the lesson to make this or that component more interesting. <laughs> For example, uh, what props should I use to make this or that component, component memorable? And for example, in unit eight, we have guess who, as mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so almost every lesson, I change my job as a teacher using like a fireman helmet, a police <laughs> wand, or some things from the doctor. Like, yeah, it's lots of fun. Because if I don't interest children, then what is it for? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So bringing in props and other things like that to really engage your students and make the language come alive. So it's not just language in the Guess Who song that you're singing. It's, oh, Miss Alina is now a policeman. Miss Alina is now a firefighter. Yeah, yeah, it helps. Yeah, it's lots of interesting things. That's great. So in that same vein of really interesting students and building that strong connection with them, we know that students who like their teachers and their learning environment perform better. So how do you, besides bringing in props and things like you were just talking about, How do you build a strong connection and rapport with your students? 
Uh, you know, I believe uh, that the most important thing of being a successful teacher is to love children. Mm. Maybe you say, come on, Alina, this is so trite. Um, but no, <laughs> this <is> really <laughs> has an amazing power. Every class, I want my students to uh, feel as comfortable as possible. Mm. I want them to feel like they can already speak English fluently. It helps. And I can't even describe how happy I am to have a, such a connection with my lovely students. <laughs> if you're going to teach Unit 1, for example, what, mm -hmm. are, what are some things you do to build that connection with your like, four-year-old children, your very small children? I guess just smile, just like, like make them feel comfortable that you're not here just to, to argue with them, like to, to tell them, oh no, what did you say? This is not right. Have to smile, like to behave naturally, like everything is fine. Everything is so comfortable. You can just um, show me something with your emotions or with gestures. Just don't be afraid. Mm. Something like that, I guess. We need to remember that when our students come in, they might not have any English at all. And then just making a warm environment, like you're saying, with smiling at them and just making the, the environment as positive as possible will just help them relax. And then their affective filters go down and then they're able to learn a lot more easily. That's right. It's all about emotions and gestures that uh, really help students to communicate with you, like to feel, to feel well and nice. Excellent. So at your school, how do you communicate with your school management and your students' parents about your classes? Uh, so our communication is based on trust and understanding both with one and another. Uh, we respect each other. So I think these are the main things in building a successful business atmosphere. Mm. And uh, by the way, once a year we have kind of public classes for parents. And after that, I asked him to give me um, a feedback. Mm -hmm. And I was pretty impressed to see their answers like, uh, we were shocked, Miss Alina. If we had such English lessons when we were at school, <laughs> then we would know English much better. Yeah, and uh, one family, uh, they told me a funny story about their summer holidays. Uh, they were somewhere abroad. I don't remember where exactly. And they mm -hmm. visited the zoo. And my student sister went up to mom and said, Mommy, do you see what my brother is doing? She was like, uh, what? Look, he's talking with a monkey in English. And he's asking the monkey to come and play with him. And mother was like, are you serious? Oh, really? That was lots of fun. So his mother told me that he was trying to use every moment to speak English. And he felt very confident. And I was, and I was shocked too. I was like, oh, really? Come on. That's great. Now, that, that's a great story because when we tell some teachers to reach out to parents and build that communication with them, a lot of teachers think, well, parents are just going to only give me complaints or problems or that's just right. bad negative things. But like you said there, a lot of times parents will give you positive feedback, things that you're doing well or things that they've seen their children do using English, like talking to the monkeys at the zoo in English. Uh, things that will make you feel more motivated as a teacher to go back in and do your best in your next lesson. 
Yeah, and by the way, just uh, yesterday I got a mail from uh, like one mom, and uh, she told me, uh, Miss Alina, thank you for very much for my child. She really loves learning English. Thank you very much for that. And I was like, oh, come on, this is like, um, I can't even describe how, um, how nice I felt. This is the motivation, right? Yes, teachers, talk to your school management about building some communication line with your parents so you can have these things like Miss Alina's talking about. Yeah, it's also important. Yeah, so let's wrap up with one last question here. So what other advice do you have for new grapeseed teachers? Um, don't be afraid. <laughs> if you think at least for a minute that you won't succeed, just give it a try. You mm. can do it, really. You'll be very surprised how much is hidden in you. I believe in you, and you believe in yourself. So, mm. good luck. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really, another really good point there. Um, my friend Miklos, who used to be a trainer as well, he always says that we are not air traffic controllers. We, don't, we can make mistakes, and it's okay. There is no big problem that happens if we walk into the class and we sing the melody slightly wrong. But what's important is we realize when we do make mistakes and then we try to get better over time like you have. Yeah, for sure. So just keep going and everything will be great. Ah, what a great conversation. That is so much great stuff. Thank you again for joining the podcast, Alina. Thanks to you as well. That was great. As always, Thank you for listening and good luck in the classroom. Hey everyone, do you have a question about grapeseed that you would like answered on this podcast? We will do some occasional mail carrier episodes where we answer your questions, so feel free to write in. You can email the show at mailcarrier at grapeseed.com. M-A-I-L-C-A-R-R-I-E-R at grapeseed.com. Keep in mind that we may not be able to answer everyone's questions on the podcast, but if you leave your contact info, including your country, we will make sure to get back to you, whether it is on the podcast or in a follow-up email. We look forward to hearing from you. Goodbye, my friends, goodbye. I'm sad to say goodbye. It was a good day, but now I will say goodbye, my friends, goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.